Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, today on this episode, talking about how long after you open should you be able to step away from your business if you don't want to be hands-on and you don't want to be there in there every day, which I can imagine is the case for you because that's the situation for most of us is to build a business that you can enjoy, that can support your lifestyle, but not something that you're gonna be a slave to. So how long should it be before you're actually able to do this? Now, in this conversation, I'm gonna give you a few scenarios, a few things that I've seen, and also just what is normal? What, what's your expectation? How long should it take you? So the first thing that I wanna say is, it's gonna take as long as it takes you to have positive cash flow, if you can't float the business from whatever personal savings or income that you have, because um, if you can, then clearly you can do that remotely. But normally, positive cash flow and proper systems and operations and execution in your business. So the question is, how long does it take you to do that? Now, some of our clients are doing that from day one. They might be people who have jobs that they don't want to give up, but they want to start another business and they're really passionate about health and juicing and so they keep their jobs and then they have GMs and we help train their team and everyone else to have things running smoothly from day one so they don't actually step foot in working in their business at all. They may do a few things remotely or they may come in on the weekends, but day one. And the, the, the thing that I like to remind everyone is, is some people just think, oh, that's not possible or it's hard to imagine because you've always imagined yourself being in the business. Now, granted, if you're going to be more hands-off it's going to be more of an upfront investment because you're gonna to have to pay for management, you're gonna to have to you know, pay for more training. There's a lot of things that come into play, but it is possible. And so I always remind people that you think the owner of Starbucks has stepped foot in even all of their locations? No, I, grant, I guarantee you he's probably only stepped foot in maybe 25% of them, if that many. You know, this is a company that's opening, I think the last I heard, something like two stores every single day. So they don't have time to do that. Um, and, and it's good that it's not necessary, but what is empowering them and enabling them to have this kind of operation is that they have the systems and processes and expectations of how a store should run, what the numbers should be, how everything should go, and what people's roles and responsibilities are. They've got ways of managing these things remotely. And so I say this to say it is possible to, from day one, be hands-off but it takes planning, you need support, you need to get there, you need to have a well-oiled machine. And then also I've seen people in their businesses that are there every single day and it's, I, I talk to some of them and they tell me, oh, it's been 10 years and that's just, that just gets really sad to me because I, think, I see a lot of times in those situations, it's more so that the business owners are holding the business back than that the business itself is holding the owners back and it's more um, that their lack of understanding on how to create systems in this kind of business don't empower them to be able to create space and so 
you know, if you guys haven't heard me talk about it before, there's a really great book that I recommend. It's called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And this basically stands for the entrepreneurial myth. And that myth is that if you are a technician or a manager, that it's the same thing as being an entrepreneur, but you're just doing more. So the story that they tell is about a plumber. And this plumber is doing all the work in a, in a, in, for his plumbing business that he works for, he's employed under, and he thinks, I can just go into business for myself. I'm gonna do this. And eventually he goes into business for himself and things don't go that well. And the reason is, is because a lot of times people who are technicians or managers don't realize the role of, don't realize that the role of really being an entrepreneur is different, right? It's a different thing. And so let's define these things. A technician is someone who's carrying out tasks. A manager is someone who's managing the quality and training of those tasks, of the technicians that the technicians are carrying out. The entrepreneur is creating the systems, the processes for the managers to manage for the technicians. And so as an entrepreneur, you have to really be strategic in your thinking. So if you are working in your business, you have to be working in your business with the intention of eventually stepping away from that. So how do you plan and prepare for all those things to happen as you're inside of your business? And that's through creating systems and processes for training, for you know, hiring, for everything, right? And so what I've seen on average, if you are someone who's gonna function as an onsite manager that eventually wants to empower someone else, then four to six months, I should say maybe six months, and then on the long side to a year. This is going to depend on how your cash flow is because as they say, cash, you know, cash flow and, and, and sales cures everything. The more money that your business is making, the more you can have the bandwidth to hire better people and so on and so forth. And so it's going to depend on a number of factors, but hopefully you've chosen a good location and your product's good and your execution is good. And, and then eventually you can get your cash flow in order six months to a year in and you can step away and look at you know, just enjoying the fruits of your labor and or looking at opening another store, depending on how you want to utilize your free time. It's up to you. And so it, like I said in the very, very beginning, it really is just a matter of how long does it take you to have the bandwidth financially and how long does it take you to have a business that's functioning smoothly, like a well-oiled machine. And that can be from day one. It might take six months. It might take a year. And that's the general amount. If you're in your business working for more than a year, then I would say that something probably fundamentally is wrong. Um, and hopefully these are things that you can change and adjust. And so if you're in this situation and you need our help, then feel free to reach out to me personally, Andrew at starterjuicebar.com. Um, happy to talk to you about this because it happens. You know, I see people in these circumstances. Uh, but overall, I hope this gives you guys some insight into the timeline for this and always wishing you guys a lot of success. Hope that you're healthy and happy and, and supporting others in their health journeys. And I'll see you guys at the next podcast episode. This is Andrew with the Juice Bar Experts Podcast. And lastly, if you guys enjoy the podcast and you wanna leave us a positive review, we'd love to hear from you guys. This will help us spread the mission and the message and get you know the world healthier as a whole. So wishing you guys well and see you guys soon.